You forgot. Houston, we have a problem. GNA365. I'm your host, Roderick, and today I am here with Barrett Blackman, a community outreach organizer who has created an amazing organization that is changing the lives of homeless people in Chicago, one bag at a time. I guess you can call this just a little something. This is Real News with Real People, and GNA365 starts now. Hello, Barrett. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I am tired. <laughs> I'm very tired. I've been sick. So, yeah, it's taken all of my energy and I feel drained. Please tell me that you're having a much better week than I am. Oh, any week is a great week for me. You're hilarious. How has summer 2017 been going for you? Um, It has been... Interesting, I will say that. Mm, what's been interesting about it? Um, well, last summer, I was spending a lot more time going out, having fun, you know, doing what the young people do. <laughs> but um, since I started a Little Something, which mm -hmm. we'll discuss, it's kind of taken a front seat. So I'm more so trying to schedule that into my time and not as much recreational time. Plus, I'm working more than I was last summer, so... Not as much fun, but still important things being taken care of. Yeah, I get it. I get it. You're building yourself so that you can have more fun later. Anything exciting planned, though? I don't know. Not really. I don't know. You caught me off guard. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Plan something exciting. Tell me about it, and I'll see if I can follow suit. So let's go ahead and learn a little bit about you. So tell me about your community outreach program, A Little Something. How did it start? Well, I started Little Something three months ago wow. um, because I used to volunteer at various soup kitchens and things like that. And every time I would try to schedule time to go back, they always made it so difficult as if they don't even need anybody. They would say, oh, the person that handles volunteering is not here. They'll call you back. They'll email you. Or we don't need anybody. They just kept giving me the runaround. So I know, not cute at all. So I thought, <laughs> well, I don't need them. I can just do this on my own. So I came up with the idea to just make lunches and hand them out. Seems so simple, but revolutionary at the same time. Ooh, sounds amazing. It really, really is because it's taking that thought process into doing something and then actually doing something. So what are some of the issues that you've been facing with it since it seemed to have grown so rapidly? Yes, I definitely did not expect to get so much. I've gotten over $2,500 from people donating through GoFundMe. Um, wow. And I thought I'd get maybe a 100 or so, do this once or twice, and say, oh, that was a nice little effort. Great job. <laughs> and then be done. But I've been able to keep it going, so I have gone out once a week since I started it. And the biggest issue is probably coin. You know, I always use more coin because I, yeah. well, 2,500 is a lot. I've been having to stretch this out. So I will have to get things that are not the quality I would like, such mm. as 
getting some things at the dollar store when I might. I want them to have little Debbie's, but they're gonna be Mrs. Delight or whatever. Her- <laughs> <laughs> oh, little Debbie, she could be an expensive girl. So basically, you were reaching out to these um, soup kitchens, or and you were trying to like be a part of it as a volunteer. They weren't allowing you to do so because they had who they needed, and you decided to like kind of do your own thing. So then you started doing what? What was your next step? Um, it was very quick. I just randomly thought of this and said, okay, I'm going to go out by this day or whatever. So um, I just went to the grocery store and bought a bunch of stuff that I felt like I could stretch out for some lunches and went over a friend's house and we made a bunch of them and then I took them out. Really, There's nothing, nothing really that fancy or complicated. It's like a little kickback. Like, oh, okay, a kickback for the homeless. I'm going to give them some, something to eat so that they can enjoy, which is really cool because it's really the simplicity of things, wanting to be, wanting to be a part of something and then moving forward with your idea. And for you, it's so simple, but everyone else is just like, oh, wow, how did you do that? Because, you know, that manifestation period. Um, it is huge. So what are your plans for the program, like moving forward? Um, I have done different things besides food. That's why it's called a little something, because it's a little something this, a little something that. Um, I've done toiletries. I've had socks, book bags, CTA cards, which is our train system, as you know, um, train and bus system. Anything I could think of that I feel like they need, or if they tell me specific things that they need, that I'm able to get at a good deal. Like I have feminine products, toilet paper, there's some kids I actually see a lot, so I've gotten toys, just anything I can get. My hope would be to be able to get uh, a venue to do this because I do it at my apartment and it's kind of taking over because it's everywhere. I could only imagine. And, um, I would love if I had like a church that you know had a basement I could use or a storefront, you know, whatever, um, where I could just go and make the stuff, store the stuff, and just keep it more organized. I, you know, would like a refrigerator for this. Um, <laughs> keep doing it at my house just because I have no room for my food. Because if I'm making 60 sandwiches, and I'm and unless I'm taking them out that day, they have to go somewhere. So, you know, those are some short-term things I would like. Um, long-term, I would like to be able to do this full-time okay. as an actual nonprofit and be able to do it every day and not just once a week. Mm-hmm. But that's baby steps. So it's simple things that... I need like more volunteers, mm. people just to share the page on Facebook. Somebody donated $50 today. I have no idea who he is, where he came from, but he saw it because someone who knows me or knows someone who knows someone who knows me shared the page or invited them. And that's how they found out. So I always stress, please, you know, invite people, share it because you may not want to donate, but somebody, you know, may want to. Some of the biggest donors have been people that I don't personally know, but somebody I know shared it. You know what? I've experienced that um, myself and, and no shade to anybody that, you know, knows me personally. I love all of you all. But some of the biggest supporters can be those people who do not know you at all. You will see that time and time again. Uh, much love to all my family and friends. But yeah, that that's a reality of the process. And you will hear that a lot with people who are starting their own thing and really trying to get it moving. A lot of times you'll get this outside support and it's just like, wow, you know, it's just like, OK, you believe in it. I believe in it. Let's let's go for it. And you have no idea where they came from. It's like they just dropped out of the sky. So you're doing such amazing work, though. I'm really, really proud of you. Ever since I first heard about it, I was just like, oh, my gosh, I want to talk to him on the show. Like, I want people to hear about this. Just a little something. And I thought it was only food personally. 
I don't know. Got everything. Yeah, you got a little little something for everything. So I like that. That that's really good. And we'll definitely be supporting you. So as you continue to push, we'll push for you. I'm excited about it. And uh, on that note, let's go ahead and get into our positive place. All right, positive place. So today we're playing the game, where would I pack a meal like that? (laughs) So I'm gonna give you three items that I would put in a sack and you tell me where would I probably pack something like that? All right, so you'll have 10 seconds on the clock. Are you ready? Oh, the pressure, I guess. Oh, it's okay. All right, let's go. Three, two, one. Deep dish pizza. Chicago, Illinois. Uh, yes. All right. All right. Good deal. You ready? All right. Next one. Eggs Benedict. I don't know. England. English muffin. England. <laughs> Red velvet cake. I don't know. I'll even give you a clue. Tennessee. All, these foods were all like originated in this city. Oh. I, that wasn't a very good clue, huh? I didn't <laughs> New York City. New York City. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Someone from England actually brought it over and started the English muffin in New York. Yeah. Um, all right, last one. You ready? Sure. All right. Beignet. Oh, that's uh, New Gumbo. Orleans. Crawfish. New Orleans, Louisiana. Yeah, there we go. Hey, all right, good job. Two out of three. You did really, really good. Honestly, that's average for most people who come on this show. They usually get two out of three. Um, But let's go ahead and move into uh, meat and potatoes. So meat and potatoes, main topic of the show, right? I want to talk about the topic of ready, set, go. And I want to talk about this thinking of preparation, anticipation, and action. Hence the ready, set, go part. I think these are like very important ideas to review when you're talking about putting an idea into motion. So I know for me, like the hardest thing is to go from having an idea to having an action plan, then actually putting that plan of action into action. Does it make sense? Yes. Have you ever really struggled with it? I mean, you seem to just like think of something and go for it. Have you ever struggled with like contemplating doing something? It's just like, I don't know. And it never really come into fruition. Well, just between us. Okay. Um, <laughs> I am the absolute worst when it comes to like getting stuff done. And you gotta be kidding me. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> I just have no drive and motivation for most things. That sounds really bad to say, but I'm always like, oh, this would be a great idea. And then two minutes later, hmm, sounds like a lot of work. I don't feel like doing this anymore. And I just stopped doing it. And um, this can be seen in the fact that I used to be very popular on YouTube, but then just stopped making videos. And people always ask me why. <laughs> I don't know. I just didn't feel like it. So, um, like, I used to do a lot of things. I used to draw really well and all this stuff. And last summer, I was like, well, I'm going to start drawing again after a decade. I'm going to draw a picture a day. (laughs) So that's why I've really been shocked at myself that I've been able to do a little something. Because this is so out of character for me to be able to consistently do something and, like, stick with it. But two things made a difference. Number one, Mm. it's benefiting somebody else besides me. So the fact that there's people depending on me, you know, they, they know me and they're waiting on me. I can't just say, mm, I'm over this when <laughs> they're waiting on me. Um, and number two, I have these people's money. So I have yeah. to when I have people's money. 
So those two things definitely make a difference. And um, I am shocked every day. You know what? Honestly, I understand because for me, it has been those little doses of motivation, even for like GNA um, starting this Back in 2015, it was just like, and eh, I'll try it, see how things go, you know, starting off on the YouTube thing and then kind of like picking up things here and there. And then now I have people who are like, man, I want to help you out. I want to I want to connect you with this person. I want to talk to blah, blah, blah. So that just gives me the motivation to say, OK, let's keep moving. Let's keep doing it, because sometimes it, it kind of gets, you know, overwhelming or tiring. And when you have someone else to kind of like answer to as far as who could benefit from it. It's like, all right, this is definitely making a difference to someone. And that's my overall goal anyway. So, well, I know that a lot of people, they have, you know, the same issues that we have, we may have had, you know, in the past. So I want to ask you a few questions to get your idea about putting things into action. OK, and this is more like just if you agree, disagree and why. So the first question is this. Not knowing everything about your new adventure is okay. Do you agree or disagree? I agree. I didn't know anything about what I was doing. I have just been coasting all this time, <laughs> making up as I go along. Because I didn't <laughs> think it would be this big, so I had no plans. I had no nothing. I was just like, I'm making a few sandwiches, keep it pushing. So <laughs> I really, I mean, it's always nice to be prepared, but not being prepared hasn't really hindered me. And um, I'm just kind of, you know, doing it as I go. And that is okay, because I've been very successful with this. Of course, there's some trial and error and, you know, what works, what doesn't work. Always. Um, like the first time I started making the sandwiches, I was making them one at a time. Help me um, that has kids. And they're like, no, you should put all the bread out. Just put right. all the cheese on top, all the meat, blah, blah, blah. That makes it much easier, which I didn't know. But, hey, look at us now. So. Mm. You can learn as you go, as long as I'm making any fatal errors. Just take your time and figure it out. Okay. What about this one? It takes money to make a real difference. Agree or disagree? In my case, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it ain't got to be my money. I'll take it. <laughs> can make a difference with that. But let's say I didn't have the means to do this and um, you know I couldn't get people to donate. I might not be able to do this to the capacity that I am, but some things have been donated some things are mine. Um, for instance, this I don't usually do you know special orders like that. But this one guy asked me, "Do I did I have any shoes?" Mm-hmm. And of course, I can't get you know a bunch of shoes and carry them around. And oh, would you like to see this in a twelve? And how about in brown? So uh, I usually don't do that. But mm-hmm. I see him all the time, and he never has on shoes. He has on socks with holes. So of course, I always give him extra socks when I see him. And whenever I get from the lunches. He eats it immediately. He like rips into it like he really was hungry. So um, I remember I had a pair of shoes that I bought years ago and never wore them because I ordered them online and they're not my size. So I know for a fact they should fit him. So I will be bringing them the next time I go out. So that's something that didn't cost me anything. Yes, I bought them, but I didn't buy them for this. I just happened to still have them. So there's things that you can do and people have donated items and things like that so yeah it wouldn't be the great scale it is and even if i just went out and talked to them a lot of them just are so glad to have somebody talk to them because most people even if they give the homeless people money they ignore them they just throw the money in the cup and keep walking and so many times i've been handing stuff out and i'll end up talking to somebody for 30 minutes 
because they just had a lot on their heart, I guess, and nobody wanted to listen. And I'll sit there and talk to them. And I don't know if that would be as great of an impact, just go around talking to them. But I feel like a lot of them would appreciate that, even if I just said, hey, just checking on you, wanting to see how you've been, things like that. So you can do something without money, of course. But money does make the world go round. It does make a difference. And, you know, I was going to ask you that because listening to some of the things that you were saying, it sounded as if you were actually building relationships with some of these people, which it takes on a whole different dynamic than just giving them some necessities to life. You're actually building a relationship with these people. That makes a huge difference. And honestly, I think even if you don't have money to sit and take time out of your day and to show someone that they matter enough to converse with them, it makes a difference. I know my friend had came to visit Tamara. She lives in Missouri, but she came to Los Angeles and we were walking past a, a homeless man on Hollywood Boulevard. He was asking for a little money. She gave him a little money. But I, my friend, she's going to definitely give you a conversation. And she gave him a little bit of the word of the Lord and she gave him a full conversation. And the man literally started crying. He was just like, thank you for talking to me. In that moment, I then realized that sometimes people just want someone to acknowledge their existence. You ain't. You don't necessarily have to give me the world. Let me know I'm in the world. You know that I'm a part of this thing and I'm not just observing it as a spectator sport. It, it does make a difference. I can say that. Yeah, a lot of them, that might be, you know, the only conversation they get all day. And um, even before I start a little something, I will admit I do not give money to the homeless. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I would see homeless people and they would stop me, I would always speak, though. I may not have any money, but I would definitely, oh, I'm sorry, I don't have anything for you today. Blah, blah, blah. I would interact with them as where other people would just keep walking. Um, so I definitely have formed relationships, which I never expected. I never thought I would have homeless friends because they basically are my friends. I see them every week. I see them, them more than people that I, you know, would also consider friends. I just did not expect this aspect. I thought I would hand them their lunch, keep walking and that's it. But I like know specific people where they are, what they like, you know, oh, you know, Ainsley doesn't like the sandwiches. He just likes, you know, the sweet stuff. So let me just get him a box of honey buns because he's not going to want That's why I keep going in the same areas. I know there's homeless people all over Chicago, but I don't want to say my homeless people, but my my people that I Your see network. all the time, they're going to be upset if they don't see me. The one week that I did go somewhere different, downtown Freddie Brown, as he calls himself, said, where were you, man? Where were you? I didn't see you last week. I said, I'm sorry. I was in another area, but I'm going to make sure I only do this area now. I don't want you to be disappointed. You don't see me. All right. Last one. Um, The process will be easier if you are passionate about it. Definitely. There have been so many times I did not feel like doing this. In fact, most of the time, the days that we end up doing it are days where we're super tired or it's it's been raining. It's been cold. It's just been so many things, but I'm always like, nope, got to do it, got to do it. I have to do it. Like, like I said, that's not usually how I am. Only thing I'm going to get up and do, and I don't feel like it is go to work. It, it makes a difference because it's it's very rewarding, and I know it it means something to them and me as well. So that makes me get up. And you know what? I was reading an article because when you talked about like you having to get up to go to work in order to make sure that you're basically able to provide for yourself. I was reading in uh, allchicago.org. I don't know if you're familiar with it. And it stated that in Chicago, 50% of all renters uh, are cost burdened. And half of all homeowners pay over 30% of their income towards their mortgage payment. And it takes a family of three. 55000 to make ends meet in the city of Chicago. Now, nearly 
98,000 people in Illinois working uh, full time year round still fall below the poverty line. So when I'm looking at this, I'm looking at the unemployment rate in Chicago, just over 5 percent, which means it's doing really well compared to where it has been over many years. But in 2009, there was a shortage of like 180,000 uh, affordable rental units. And this, it was estimated at that time that the gap is likely to grow by 44,000 units in 2020. Now, you're like all these statistics. What is he saying? I'm saying that looking at the information, the statistical textual information, being homeless isn't a them situation. This can be anybody. Anybody can be in a situation where things don't really work out the way that you want them to. And being able to live the life that you've seen for yourself or saw for yourself isn't going to be an option. So sometimes people resort to options that, you know, they may have to live on the street. And in other words, this could be me. This could be my friends. This could be my family. So when I look at things like that, it helps put a lot into perspective because when we hear about homeless people, we generally hear about it from a they perspective. It's never about a me or a we. And I just thought that was very eye-opening. This could really be anybody. Like the way that things are, it could be anybody out there on the streets. Yeah, that's true. Um, when I had lost my job before, uh, of course, I was this person ever in danger of being homeless. I could always go home to my parents and you know, people that can help me, things like that. But everybody doesn't have that. What if I didn't have a family? And what if I you know, never found another job and couldn't pay my rent? You know, everybody doesn't have these um, options. So it, it very easily could have been me. And people forget that people like to say, oh, that can never be me. You really don't know. Um, one guy, Austin, that I know, he's in his early 20s. He said he moved to Chicago with his mother. And then his mother ended up, like, moving in with her boyfriend and wouldn't let him come because, you know, sometimes that happens. And that's how he did up homeless. He's not from here, so he had nobody else he could go stay with and his mother pretty much ditched him. So he just ended up on the street and it's hard to get a job when you don't have a, um, any identification. So, uh, one of my friends did pay for him to get his, um, birth certificate sent to him so that he can get an ID in Illinois and apply for jobs. So hopefully that works out for him, but everybody doesn't have somebody to just go and, you know, pay 75 or however much it costs to get a certificate. Because you cannot get a job without these things. People say, oh, they should get jobs, they should get jobs. It's not that easy. If you don't look a certain way or your hygiene or your clothes, your hair, whatever, then they're not going to hire you. So it's hard to even make that step. Some of them have no criminal record, can pass a drug test, but it's just getting in the door for the interview is their main obstacle. It can be a difficult process. It can definitely be a difficult process. So tell me this. If you were talking to someone that was looking for the answer as to... How do I get started with putting my vision into action? What would you say to them? Um, for me, I wanted to kind of go out the first time or whatever, just using you know my money and everything so that I could show people this is what I've already done. I didn't want to just start out and say, hey, y'all, give me some money so I can buy some lunches. <laughs> I wanted to do it myself and show people I'm really serious. I'm really going to do this. So I would say if it's something like that, that you require financial support, maybe see if you can do it on your own first to show people what you're willing to do and what you have in mind and then do that. Just start small. What's the, the most minimal thing you can do to get the ball rolling on that? Whether it be, you know, go on GoDaddy and register your website or something or make a Facebook page for it. Just start with little stuff like that. Just start small. 
Well, thank you. Thank you for being a part of the show. I truly appreciate you being here. If someone would like to connect with you, your organization, how would they do so? I thought you about to start playing music on me. You get rid of me? <laughs> this um, is the end. Sorry. <laughs> um, well, Lil Something has a Facebook page that is spelled L-I-L apostrophe S-O-M-E-T-H-I-N. And we also have a GoFundMe, which you can find via the Facebook page. And that's pretty much the easiest way to find us. And uh, hopefully, you know, you come with an open heart and an open wallet. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Sound like they're going to church, but no, not this time. All right. And uh, you can find the link to the GoFundMe page attached to his information on our website at GNA365.com. And don't forget to download the GNA365 app. It's just GNA365. And also check out our community outreach section under the Get Involved tab for more information about organizations such as this. In the words of Winston Churchill, we make a living by what we get, but we make a life by what we give. Thank you for listening and tune in next time.